Once upon a time, there was a teacher whose job was to visit children in a large city hospital and help them to keep up with their homework. She was called one day to visit a boy, and upon her arrival, she learned that the boy was in the hospital's burn unit. No one had prepared her to find him so horribly burned and in such great pain. She felt that she just couldn't turn and walk out, so she awkwardly stammered. I'm the hospital teacher, and your teacher from school sent me to help you with nouns and adverbs. The next morning, a nurse on the burn unit asked her, what did you do to that boy? Before she could finish the profusion of apologies that immediately came out of her mouth, the nurse interrupted her, wait, you don't understand. We've been very worried about him, but ever since you were here yesterday, his whole attitude changed. He's fighting back, responding to treatment. It's as though he suddenly decided to live. The boy later explained that he had completely given up hope until he saw that teacher. It all changed when he came to a simple realization. With joyful tears, he expressed it this way. They wouldn't send a teacher to work on nouns and adverbs with a dying boy, would they? In this passage from 1 Peter, we, are, we too are reminded God wouldn't send a resurrected Savior to work on living if there were no hope, would he? We continue in this Easter season claiming the living hope that is ours because Jesus has been resurrected and God won victory over sin and death. The writer we call Peter is seeking to assure a church whose suffering seems to be challenging their faith. Now, scholars disagree about the, extent, about the exact suffering that's happening here, suggesting anything from state-sanctioned persecutions to ostracism to being rejected by their communities. But Peter, Peter wants to assure them that God has not forgotten them. Reverend Jennifer Collins writes, they have been given a new birth and living hope. Their inheritance, their future is certainly being protected by the power of God, even if now they have to suffer for a little while. Their past and present trials should serve to strengthen their faith. That's not to say that suffering is necessary to produce genuine faith. It is simply an acknowledgement that trials can reveal the beauty of our faith, just as fire reveals the beauty of gold. Peter encourages them to continue to live the hope that is the risen Christ. The author writes to remind them of the grace of God they know through Christ and to encourage them to remain true to their calling as the body of Christ in the world. Notice, he does not promise them that life will soon be fine and dandy. God is not necessarily going to intervene to magically change their situation, just as God had not done when Jesus hung dying on the cross. But God would be there with them, and their trials would help purify their faith, help them claim that living hope that was, in fact, their salvation. Just as dross is smelted away from metal, even gold, so too life will bring difficult times that will in the end make us stronger, better. But nothing, 
Nothing in this life can ever separate us from the love of God. That is what Easter is all about. God is with us. And even when we tried to kill the Holy One to be finally rid of God, the risen Christ stood in the midst of his disciples and proclaimed the mighty power of God. In our everyday language, we use the word hope to mean our general feeling that some desire will be fulfilled. I hope it will rain today. But biblical hope is about certainty, confidence, expectation. The writer of 1 Peter speaks of living hope, and some translations call it lively hope. This is a hope that is not frail and perishable, but instead has perennial life. It never ends. It is hope not only for the present, but hope also for eternity. There are people all over this country, this world, who need to know living hope today. People in war-torn places, Peoples whose lives have been devastated by fire, tornado, and storms. People who live in abject poverty in the midst of violence and misery. They need to know that the risen Christ is still here in the midst of all offering salvation. The word salvation, it comes from the Latin word salus, which means health or wholeness. It's very close to the Hebrew word shalom, which means peace. While Peter alludes to a salvation that includes, yes, life after death in this life, he is also talking about wholeness and peace that is possible today. Hope is an active and living reality. Living hope is about an adjective and a noun, an assurance that is alive. But this is also about a verb and a direct object. It's a way of life for we who call ourselves Easter people. We are called to be the living Christ today, the hands and feet of Jesus, feeding the multitudes, healing the sick, halting injustice, taking hope to what the world might call hopeless situations or people. There are times when I suspect we find ourselves thinking of our own situations and that they are hopeless. I can't live without my loved one. I can't face the battle it will take to beat this disease. We'll never find the money we need. The violence in our world is simply out of control. But I invite you today to live hope for the risen Christ is with us. In one of C.S. Lewis's Narnia stories, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, Lucy finds herself in a spooky old house. She finds a very old book, and on one page she finds a spell to make the invisible visible. She tries it, and moments later she can hear someone coming up behind her. She turns and, find, and sees her beloved lion, Aslan, coming up behind her. She says to him, Oh, Aslan, it was kind of you to come. And he replies, I've been here all the time, but you have made me visible. In Lewis Nornia's stories, Aslan represents Christ. Sometimes in our suffering, Christ seems far from us. 
But the truth is that we always live in the abiding presence of our God. Christ is with us as he reminded his disciples as he left this world to return to God. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. May we have eyes to make the seemingly invisible visible. And may we see and faithfully live in and with and through Christ Jesus, the one who is our living hope. Thanks be to God. Amen.